Howdy, folks. My name is Jackson Kelly. I'm here on the Lone Star Blade podcast with Patrick. We're going to be talking about my story of leaving home early to head to Hollywood and try to make a name for myself. And you're going to be able to enjoy looking at some of my commercials and some other footage throughout the podcast. Let's get into your story a little bit, but let's start with the summary of your journey that led you to where you are now, right? So let's just kind of go through, yeah, leaving school and just sort of a short summary of, you know what I mean? And then we'll sort of break it down. So I feel like a lot of kids growing up, um, the sort of path is the same of, of high school, college, and you get a job and it's always like certain jobs you have you know, there's the steps for them. You know, you're going to be a lawyer, you go to law school, you're going to be a dentist, you know, you go to school for that. And um, it was one of those things where I didn't really know what I wanted to be. <laughs> I thought I wanted to be an accountant for a little bit, <laughs> like just like, like random what? stuff. I know, <laughs> random stuff. But, uh, but like, uh, our actor was always on the list and I was always into theater and, and wanted to do that. And, um, but I thought, you know, it was like, oh, if I'm going to be an actor, I, I need to go to college for it. And when I was 16, I, I got an agent and I started do doing auditions and um, started getting like dipping my toes into the industry. What and city was that in Texas? Where were you at? So I was born and raised in Waco. Waco. Um, I'm, you're very familiar with Waco, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Um, right between Dallas and Austin. Um, and Waco used to be just like sort of a pass through town. Like when totally. I was growing up, it was not cool. <laughs> it was not cool to be from Waco. And now it's yeah. like, oh, okay. Like uh, it's cool to be yeah. from Waco. Well, for me, um, like I, I grew up in Dallas and Waco was always the Branch Davidian. That's what we yeah, knew about yeah, Waco. That, that was the thing. And with Waco, it's, it's always two things. You know, I, I tell people I'm from there and they're like, oh yeah, the cult town. Or it's yeah. either, oh, hey, do you, do you know Chip and Joanna? <laughs> and I'm like, I, no, I, 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 I don't funny. know them, but um, yeah. They're actually well, from Grapevine, uh, actually. They went to my high school, actually. Oh, how about that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's that's they've kind of uh, changed Waco's name quite a bit. Um, yeah, they came Waco. afterwards, but they graduated a year before me, I believe. Oh, so I'm you, old, man. You were, old. <laughs> you were familiar with them. I didn't know them in school to be honest. They weren't really well mm -hmm. known in school. You know, they're just kind of whatever. There was a lot of kids in my school, yeah. man. A thousand kids. Like I didn't know everybody. Oh, and they, and they were schools, they were yeah. older than me, like a year older than me. I didn't I didn't know anything yeah. about them. Definitely remember their faces and whatever, but uh, yeah, a lot of kids, wow. man. Man, small world. Anyway, that's crazy. Yeah. Let's get back to your story. Sorry, I don't mean to, to <laughs> derail that. No this is no my worries. problem, hey, yeah. man. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I love talking about Waco. We're hey, we're also the inventor of Dr. Pepper. I don't know if you know that. Good Dr. point. Pepper yes, I did know that. Good point. So Good there, you point. Go. Yes. there you go. Yes. We're, Solid. We can be famous for that too. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, I grew up in Waco. And I mean, Austin has a great film industry. Lots happening there. But Waco really uh, got nothing. 
um, there, uh, there was no, I mean, there's a small like theater community there, but nothing really in the film industry. And so if I wanted to go take an acting class, you know, I had to go drive two hours to Dallas. Yeah. And so literally it was like, I was kind of burning the candle at both ends, trying to do school and acting because it'd be like, I would get an audition and I would have to leave school and do a, you know, six hour trip to Austin and back to do this audition or to do a self tape or to do an acting class. And it really became sort of this con consuming thing where it was like, I was missing school for like weeks at a time to shoot something. And, and thankfully my school was really uh, understanding and, and forgiving, but uh, like it was, it was getting tough to, you know, keep both things up. And um, COVID was kind of a blessing in disguise with that because as soon as my school went online, I left. The The only wow. thing that was keeping me in Waco was, um, was me, you know, <laughs> graduating um, and, and getting that diploma. But um, the day my school said, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to go online for the, less, the rest of the semester, that weekend I packed a U-Haul and drove to L.A. You're kidding me. That is just yeah. crazy, dude. Yeah. I love hearing that. I really do. Much respect to you, bro. Really, I got to say, much respect. A lot of people do not do shit like that. Now, granted, you were already sort of working in it, whatever, but that is still a huge uh step to take okay so the very first weekend you jump on a u-haul you head to la was there a plan yeah. like where you're gonna stay <laughs> what the fuck yeah. yeah we uh it was <laughs> i was looking around but basically we had to find an apartment uh like without looking like we just found this place online we did like, you go did you, you know, move alone lord you say we. Alone, I, I i had it well me and my parents were looking around but uh, oh, okay. i was there alone so uh basically i had a cat with me um his name is Pluckface. <laughs> but uh so it was me and Pluckface making the journey to to LA. But yeah, moved out moved out there alone. I didn't know a soul. Um wow. and basically moved out there in the middle of the pandemic. Everything is shut down. And uh it was just like I, I you know, I just felt like that's where I needed to be. I wasn't gonna um get anywhere if I if I stayed in Waco and uh just was just felt that like not, now is the time to strike um and so yeah made, made you did it yeah no you did you yeah. pulled the trigger bro no i'm, I'm mm -hmm. again much respect man listen we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we're gonna talk a little bit about just really what got you into acting right what even led the spark that would make you want to move across the country all right so when we come back that's what we're going to talk about if you want more information about the Lone Star Plate, please check us out on social media, Lone Star Plate TX on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. If you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button, and more importantly, the notification bell. We release new episodes every Monday. Okay, guys, we're here with Jackson Kelly. He's telling us about his journey, uh, amazing journey leaving high school during the pandemic when it goes virtual, moving to LA to follow his dreams of becoming an actor. I love this story. Jackson, please tell us, like, what was the spark that even got you into acting to begin with? You know, what, what was that all about? What got you into saying you want to be a star? <laughs> right, so um, it all started... <laughs> I don't, know, yeah, I don't know about star. But I love how I worded that, right? You're like, <laughs> like yeah, man, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm still like living in, 
live in an apartment with a, with a bunny rabbit. Like we're, sure. we're not in stardom, but uh, you know, <laughs> it's uh, it started with my babysitter, believe it or not. Um, obviously Baylor university is the big college in Waco. And my babysitter at the time uh, was a theater major. She was in the drama program there. And Baylor actually has a fantastic drama program. Stan Denman was the head of the department at the time. And they, um, they really do fantastic work. Um, and they were putting on this play called Appropriate. And the production, normally they use the college kids to play like high school age and stuff. But the production required a nine-year-old boy. And they can't get a, a college guy to play a nine-year-old boy. So totally. my babysitter was just like, hey, I'm babysitting this kid. I think I was like 11 at the time. Like, do you, do you think you can pass for a nine? Do you think you can play play the part? And um, just kind of threw my name in the hat. And um, I went over there and met the director. And they were like, you know, he looks he looks fine to me. Let's let's see how let's see how he does. And kind of threw me in there. And, and the uh, the play itself is. Um, it has a lot to do with, uh, you know, sort of the uh, not so great history of uh, racism within Texas and kind of this uh, this broken family that's coming together after the death of their father. And um, it was really this uh, kind of profound play that this Christian university was putting on. And it was it was really cool to be a part of. And like, you know, it, I just fell in love with it because I got to um, I got to hang out with these fun college kids all day i got to skip school like have these late nights doing these rehearsals and just like they made the atmosphere so much fun and i was like i want to do this every day for the rest of my life so it's just like they, they call it you know catching the theater bug i yeah i did that first play and i was like this is it um th this is this is what i meant to do this is all i all i'm ever going to want to do and so from that point on it was just like get me in every play <laughs> that i can be in and that's that's really where it all started was just my babysitter being like hey well why don't you do this for me look at that man listen yeah. you're gonna have to shout her out when you win an Oscar, right <laughs> like don't forget yeah. like hey yeah thank no you. her name's thank you susan or what's her name i don't know uh her name is chloe fisher i don't know if she's out there listening she's a texan um chloe, chloe? Fisher, thank you yeah thanks yes. chloe uh Right. Absolutely, man. That's how it goes. Yeah, no, yeah. that's awesome, man. That's awesome. So you weren't ever like, I, I, this is going to sound weird, but did you think you had talent to be an actor or you just wanted to do it so bad? And no, thought, I'll that, learn along the way. Or were people telling you, you got some, you got some. No, that was the thing is like, no one in my family is uh, a performer or part of the industry. You know, my dad's a realtor. My mom's a veterinarian. And uh, I've got an older brother who is very much uh, like, no, don't, don't look at me. And, um, it was never, I was never, I never thought I was a, a performer really, but, um, it was just something that like, you know, I feel like there's, there's that thing inside everyone that they're, they're put on this earth to meant to, meant to do. And, um, you know, some people find that early on, some people find that later on. And it was one of those things when I was doing it, 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 uh, I, not only did I love to do it, but, um, it was just like, it, it was like, something that, you know, it's like, it's like anything you, you get better at it and you learn, there's always sure. stuff to learn. And, um, um, yeah, one of those things was just like, I wanted to devote time to, and I wanted to, to get good at. So I'm, you know, I'm sure when I started, it was 
not pretty. I well, I know it wasn't pretty, but uh, you know, we're getting there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, because you know how some people it's like, well, they like things they're good at, and some people, you know, and mm -hmm. some people are like, oh, I just don't like well, because I'm not good at it. I don't like doing this. Um, yeah. So, but that's an interesting. Um, it's more just from the passion and love of it, and I'm gonna build my craft around it, um, which happens as well, right? I think if it yeah. starts with the love and the passion for it, um, you're more likely to stay with it. Uh, to be Yeah, honest. that that's what fuels it. And, you know, acting especially is one of those things where, you know, every day I'm, I'm getting rejected and being told no, and just getting it's like this industry is full of just freaking kicks to the stomach and sure. punches to the gut and you got to have thick skin and you got to be able to take it over and over and over. And the only thing that's going to push me through that is just the love of it. And the fact that I have to do it. There's nothing else I can do. There's nothing else I'd want to do. Um, that's what really pushes through those hard times where you feel like it's hopeless or you're, you're just getting hit over and over again. Yeah, man. You know, I've interviewed a lot of actors on here, man. And some people that have been in the industry a really long time, done a lot mm -hmm. of stuff, a lot of movies, a lot of all kinds of a director, you name it, whatever. And, uh, you know, some of the actors that I've respected that um, have told me like how they've maintained longevity in this industry. And it was really quite simple answer, man. It was more just, well, don't be an asshole. That's all they said. Don't be an asshole. Show yeah, up to work. Point. Show up to work, know your lines, don't hold up production, and don't be an asshole. It was that simple. And these guys, you're right, Stephen Tobolowsky, Jim Beaver, mm -hmm. these are big actors who are in all kinds of shit, iconic. And I thought, wow, that's that's that seems like any job, really, right? Just kind of uh, don't yeah. rock the boat, get in, do what's expected of you, and don't hold anything up and be good to work with, you know, be, sure, be nice I, to work with. Right. Yeah. I think that's such solid advice. It's just like, yeah, keep it simple. You know, with a lot of stuff, it's, it's easy to let, you know, sort of ego get in the way or sort of that, um, of that, like, you know, look at me or even, even sometimes, and I know I fight this a lot myself, it's just that desperation of just like, Oh, you, like you, you want it so bad and you're yeah. like, going to do whatever you can. But so, you know, sometimes it's just like stepping back and just like, presenting yourself and say, here I am. And, and then that's it. That's all you got to do is just, um, you show up, you do your thing and you keep your head down and, uh, whatever comes, comes. And, you know, I, I, I truly believe that like that, uh, what's meant to happen is going to happen. So Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I agree, man. And um, actually, the interview that we have coming out, well, by, by the time this comes out, it's already have come out. So the interview, if you're listening, that we did with Norman Buckley, he is the uh, director and executive producer of Sweet Magnolias. It's on Netflix right now. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's number one for quite a while. I don't know if it's <laughs> number one now. Believe uh, it or not, I, I auditioned for that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I know Norman very well. He's from <laughs> Texas. And I interviewed him after the first season. Um, well, that's, that's funny. Great. Well, I'm Sorry that yeah. didn't go well. Hey, listen, you know, no Norman, worries. Norman, if you're watching, Jackson, come on, pay attention to this no. guy. No, no, no. Uh, no, please. He's great, man. Um, he, you know what he told me was really fascinating. He said, you know what? Um, as a director, I, what I do is every time I show up to a gig and he's been in the industry for 40 years, man. Um, he's like, I start fresh with every job. I start like I've never worked in the industry before. I show up and I'm ready to learn and right like I never the ego never gets, right? Like I never think I know it all. I never think, "Oh yeah, I'm a veteran. I know what's going on. Come on, come on." No, it's I'm going to start fresh and I just I really respect these humil hu like humble approaches to your craft, right? Mm -hmm. I I think that's 
the message I'm getting from everyone I interview in this industry is, is just that. So yeah, man, that's you great. got a long yeah. career ahead of you, bro. Really? No, that that's how you grow. That's how you gotta, I mean, that's a, that's great advice from him. Um, yeah, cause you're, you're going to be stuck and not go anywhere if you're not able to, you know, to, to have a, a fresh set of eyes or a fresh outlook on it. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's all a creative process, right? You're not doing mm-hmm. it alone. You're working with all these other people. Um, yeah, yeah, very cool. Well, listen, we're going to take another break, Jackson. And when we come back, we're going to actually talk about like the nitty gritty of commercials and getting in and even like on set and th- those sort of things. Um, and we're specifically going to talk about your 7-Eleven uh, commercial, which uh, we'll play after <laughs> the break. So yeah, <laughs> you're like, right I already know. I already know. Uh, <laughs> all right, we'll be right back, Jackson. Howdy, I'm Clayton, the one of the co-owners of Mama Fried. This is the Lone Star Plate Podcast. We're here to talk about our trailer. Hey everyone, we're in South Austin, Texas, here at the Armadillo Den. We're gonna go check out Mama Fried and everything else. We have been here since uh, summer of 2021. Opened up in uh, July and it's a great spot. We're coming over to our truck, our pride and joy, Mama Fried. And this is it, this is the trailer, full. Mama Friday, y'all. Come on down, South Austin. Okay, guys, we are back with Jackson Kelly on the Lone Star Play podcast. He's been telling us about his incredible journey of uh, moving to California, becoming an actor, and really, you're already getting work, man. That is the <laughs> truth. I've watched lots of commercials that you're in. You've got some other stuff that's coming up. I do want to talk about that, too, whatever you're allowed to you know, discuss. Uh, sure. But let's, let's jump into a little bit about 
commercials because that's really sort of been your bread and butter and you get it and that's typical of a lot of actors i think too when they get into this industry they they do commercials you always hear that um we we already played one of your 7-eleven commercials that you did which was great great song in that too by the way um just take us through like you know let's use that as an example of getting you know auditioning getting the gig and then like doing the shoot what's that like sure so basically um my agent will get a breakdown from um, a casting director and the casting director will say like, Hey, we're looking for these sorts of kids. Do you have anybody? And then my agent will say, well, Hey, I've got this kid, Jackson Kelly, you might want to see. And then they take a look at, you know, my headshots, my resume and they say, okay, I think he could work. Let's um, give him an audition and, and see what he comes back with. So then my agent sends me the breakdown, the audition, and it'll, it'll have everything laid out. They'll say, okay, we want a video of, you so for the 7-eleven one they had me dance to a song and then they had me like they had me like uh do some sort of like i had to like talk talk about something or it really really for commercials it's a lot about just the your overall vibe like it's not so much like your nitty-gritty acting chops it's more of just like you, you know your look and just like just the energy you bring and, and that sort of thing. So the auditions are always really relaxed and fun. And oh, wow. um, because of COVID, they're all on self-tape. So I'm, I'm in my apartment with my little video camera, just sort of, uh, you know, <laughs> like this one was, was dancing to like some club song. And, you know, I'm just <laughs> like, you just got to go into it, and, like ha remove that embarrassment from your brain and just go crazy. <laughs> and then, um, you know, you send the self-tape in. And if they like it, they'll call you back for a callback audition with the uh, producers and the directors. And for that one, they had us do different stuff. Like in the in the commercial, I'm play we're playing like a sort of chess game with pepperonis on a pizza. We're like, so that's what we had to do. Oh just yeah, like, yeah, that's what like, that that's mm, what that was. Like like, okay. okay. Yeah, where am I? I didn't realize it was chess or yeah, checker. Sort of like I didn't. A, okay, that makes sense now. I get it. I get what's happening now. No, no, yeah. that was cool. Okay. okay. Um, and so we were. I was like pretending to play this chess game because they've got the whole thing playing down their head. They know what they're looking for, and so they're just trying to test the waters with different kids, see what they like. And you know, I was lucky enough that they they liked uh, or saw something in me. And um, they, you know, I, what I love about it is they always assemble a really fun cast of people and so every commercial i'm showing up and i'm meeting really great new fun people and um so yeah that's kind of how how it went is just you know you get you send in the tape you have the callback and then they they book you for the job and then that's bam how like how long a shoot is it just a day or two for the something like and that normally, the standard is just like two day two day shoot yeah yeah yeah, yeah two day shoot right on any any mm -hmm. like anybody in any commercials or any jobs you've worked with that you've i don't know met any heroes or actors or somebody that you like have always wanted to meet or anything like that oh i got to meet i got to work with the director who made um who made the now you see me movies and clash of the titans oh i shit. worked with him on uh on wow. the T-Mobile commercial, that what's his name? What's that guy's name? Um, Louis Louis something. Oh, I'm blanking on his last name. That's oh, actually very It's not Letier. Uh, it's not Letier, is it? No, possibly. Is it, I, I, is I'm it not French? Sure. Yes, yeah, the French guy. French guy. That's it, Louis yeah, Letier. Yeah, yeah. That's his name. So that's his it's name. It's crazy because these commercials, they, they're they're getting these big time directors to make them, and it's great for them because you know it's it's easy, fun work. You know, three days. But these are like these commercials are like multi-million dollar 
productions. Oh, and wow. it's just like the amount of stuff that goes that goes into like a 20 second ad you t- see on TV, it's millions of, of dollars and like hundreds of jobs. And it's just like, wow. it's crazy just the infrastructure behind these commercials. It, like people have no idea, like really with just like what goes into them. No, that's insane. I yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's like uh they're just getting more and more bigger budgeted than it used to oh. be just Super Bowl commercials would do that, right? And yeah. then now it's just become sort of year round where yeah, no, that that is that is um they're, is that the yeah, biggest commercial like budget wise you've worked on? Was that one? The T Mobile one? Yeah, it was the the T Mobile because that was the release. Which is hilarious, by I... the way. That's such a great commercial, dude. It really is. <laughs> yeah, that was that was and a fun one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was the release of the iPhone 13. Um, yeah. and they they were partnering with T-Mobile. And so, you know, those are big brands that, um, they're, that they really want to, they want to push out that release. And so that's sort of a, a, a high level commercial and you're right. They want to, they don't, they want to have the, they make it a huge, big, uh, production of it. So, um, yeah, it's a crazy industry. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. It really is. Uh, but I love yeah. it all the same, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Th- we get we get the entertainment from it, which is all we want uh, at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, you're a fan uh, first, right, of film and TV and music and those things, totally. right, as well, consumer as well. So time for a segment called Reheat, where we look back at a past episode that we think you might enjoy. This week, we want to tell you about Norman Buckley. We just released an episode last week with him talking about Sweet Magnolias and his episode that he directed of NCIS Hawaii. But we also interviewed Norman Buckley after the first season of Sweet Magnolias. It's a phenomenal interview that really breaks down his history of getting into the industry, uh, editing, directing, writing, how it all happened. It's a great story about Norman Buckley. And um, please, we'll put a link in the description. Check out that video. Hope you enjoy it. All right, guys, let's get back to the episode with Jackson Kelly. Hope you're enjoying it. Back to the show. Whatever you think you know about Six Flags Fight Fest, about the fear, you can forget. Now that the fear is back, you'll see what it really means to be afraid. Um, look, Jackson, what I want to do is um, talk a little bit about wh- whatever you can discuss about your upcoming projects that you have um, coming out. I know you're working on some Disney stuff potentially, right? Yeah. So um, I've got a couple projects coming out this year. One is um, there's a show on Disney Plus coming out, Ultraviolet and Black Scorpion. I make a uh, little co-star appearance. I'm in uh, one scene. I uh, so yeah, I'm in episode. I think 15 of the, of that first series. Uh, I can't say like what's going on, but uh, sure. Yeah, I'm in that. And what, then, what kind um, of show is that? What just so we know? I, I don't even. So know. yeah, Disney's Disney's something doing really something really interesting is um, they're basically their first show that they're crossing between Disney Channel and Disney Plus. So it's uh, it's like it's it's Disney Channel, but it's not it's not a, there's no laugh track. It's not multi-cam. It's single cam. It's like a superhero, um, story. Superhero. Okay. And, superhero um, story. It's, got it. it's got a full, um, Latin influence. Um, 
it's right, like vamonos, these like anda, lucha, luchadors. Yeah, it's no, it's really cool. It's a super progressive show. I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna knock it out of the park, and I can't wait for everyone to see it. Oh, that's awesome, man! That's fantastic. Okay, so you got that yeah. one, and I know you were starting to talk about another one. I interrupted you. I oh apologize. yeah, yeah, no worries. Uh, the thing about Pam that is a NBC crime drama based off of a, a true crime podcast, and um, that one is another thing. I'm just in an episode briefly, but uh, that's going to be on NBC streaming on Peacock. I'm in episode five of that, um, so you can keep your eye out for that. Um, and uh and then also coming up um next week i'm shooting um a western movie with uh, neil mcdonough and so that'll be coming out later this year oh yeah man and, uh oh. yeah make make a brief cameo in a movie called we have a ghost on netflix which will be coming out i think in october of this year so right on yeah. oh wow that's that's a ways out yeah um no that's awesome man look at that you got a full slate of stuff already coming out and i'm assuming you're going to be working throughout the year for stuff for 2023 right like exactly that's awesome man i i can't tell you like just how amazing it is that you're following your dream you're sticking with it you you didn't give up you had a this vision and you stuck behind it you seem like you got your head on your shoulders man um oh, at that. such a young age which is honestly quite respectable and amazing man to be honest with you because when i was your age i was I didn't know what was going on with life or the world or up or down or nothing. Um, so yeah, man, you really got yourself together and that's, that's awesome. What, what is your ultimate goal with this? Or do you have one? Uh, like, do you want to just like, I want to be the biggest star in the world or I want to direct or I want to, I don't know. What's your big goal? No, actually my ultimate goal is to be a dad. That is, um, wow. Like what? Yeah, <laughs> I know that's, that's so corny as hell. No, it's not corny. Goal. What a great answer, um, man. I want to be a dad. And, uh, that's like, I feel like my true life purpose is just, uh, yeah, to, to be a dad. And if I can, uh, you know, provide for a family and, and support a kid through acting work, that's great. But, uh, that's, that's the main goal. <laughs> I love that answer, man. Wow. What a great answer. Really. I mean that that's a, it's a great answer. You know, it's funny. When I was your age, I remember wanting to be a rock star. So I was in a band for years and toured around. And like, oh, yeah, this is what I wanted to, you know, I want to be famous. I want to rock, blah, blah, blah. And as I got older, I realized, you know what? I don't give a fuck about that. I really just want to do what I love and get paid for. Yeah. Right. Like it's that, that, that's simple at my age. That's what I, that's the conclusion I've come to It's just do what I love and someone gives me money for it. And I'm cool with that. I, I just want to do what I love to do, not be mm -hmm. stuck doing something I don't. So that seems like that's sort of your attitude. And I got to say, man, I really, I, I've, every answer you give, I, I gain more respect for you, dude. So like, yeah, oh, man. Much well, it seems like that's you. what you're doing, you know, cooking good food and talking to interesting people and making it happen so that's that's great oh that's awesome man yeah that's that's what we're trying to do here well listen jacks is there anything else you want to tell uh the folks hey i know tell them how they can stay in contact with you online oh actually so i'm kind of um like a weird gen z i have zero social media <laughs> but um, really uh, yeah. dude i love you more already oh my god <laughs> Yeah, no Instagram, no Twitter, no Facebook, no Snapchat, wow. no TikTok, nothing. Um, I can love I'm that. I'm a ghost. Really. <laughs> Dude, I can't tell I'm you. I'm You're the first person I ever heard say that. I've got an email, but um, that's it. <laughs> I've got an email, he says. I got it. 
I got a P.O. <laughs> box, y'all, in yeah, Waco. You, you can write me letters. <laughs> <laughs> we can be pen pals. We can be pen pals. Hey, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm all about it. No, man, that's <laughs> wow. That's cool. Well, listen, guys, the way you stay up with Jackson is just stay tuned to the tube and watching and, and looking for his face uh, around. Sure. Um, that's awesome, man. Wow. Well, much props, much respect to you, man. I wish you the best there in New York City um and any projects you got coming up man so yeah this has been so much fun man i hope you had a good time on the show today hey yeah thanks for having me on patrick i like i am so glad we made this happen i'm now a huge fan of lone star podcast i love the one you did with uh sean baker that yeah he's, like, he's one of he's one of my favorite directors of all time and i was like oh my gosh you got sean baker on here this is crazy this is so cool he was so a cool big guy, fan yeah. of you guys um keep doing what you're doing and hopefully i can come back one day oh absolutely man absolutely yes thank you so much for that jackson i really do appreciate that mm -hmm. man well listen guys this has been a great episode on the lone star plate with jackson kelly i hope you've been inspired i have um so get out there and watch us stuff y'all I, I love that a lot of your stuff is funny too you got a real good uh like uh, uh timing co comedic timing that that's what i wanted to say yeah, oh, you really do. You, you got you. it down. So, yeah, man, great show. On next week's episode of the Lone Star Play podcast, we interview members of the Lucio family and director Sabrina Von Tossel. She's been on before to discuss her film, The State of Texas vs. Melissa. Of course, if you've been following the case of Melissa Lucio, you'll understand why we did that interview. So be prepared. It's intense. Uh, it's emotional. And it's very visceral, but well worth it. It's an important cause that we're supporting. And we encourage you to look into Melissa Lucio's case. And it's a very important episode. So be on the lookout next week for that interview. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next time. The Lone Star Play podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more who are using fresh, artisanal, organic sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, visit our website, lonestarplate.show. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Until next time.